live. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal Connections. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. As many, I guess, uh, found out, we did not do a show last uh, Monday. So, or Thursday, actually. It was just our week off because of the holidays. So, tonight I'm back. And boy, oh boy, do I have a topic for us tonight. And it uh, took tonight, a special weekend to do this. <laughs> yes. And, and for everybody who's listening in, you obviously recognize that voice. If you listen to the Top Secret News radio show we do on Thursday night, that's my co-host, best friend, and one of my lead investigators or PPRS uh, paranormal group out here in Sacramento, Renee Chavez. Hey, Renee. Hey. You know, I had some more leftovers from uh, from our our dinner, and um, it's, it was just still still delicious. You know you're making Lily mad in the background because uh-huh. she was saying, mm-hmm. I tried to tell you. Lily was so frustrated. She just has to stick around and just, just pop in and just say something every once in a while. So, But, you know, it was a crazy. I, I would say this is probably one of the, like the craziest past weeks I've had in a long time. And that's saying a lot because <laughs> I have a pretty crazy life anyway. But between the last two weeks of being in the hospital then getting out of the hospital and having to deal with, you know, home health nurses and um, IV treatment and changing agencies and people screwing up their jobs. And uh, it, it was absolute hell. And, you know, I thought, okay, all right, this, I'm just going to just let all this go. I'm just going to do some meditation. Uh, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, I stayed by myself, I listened to some jazz, uh, and past couple days I've just been listening to the rain, but none of it's helping, because no matter, it, it, it seems like just about the time that everything starts to, I get sick and it starts to kind of curb away, somebody does something, somebody says, says something, and it's so profound that I, I feel obligated that I have to, to bring attention to it. And this is, this is one of those, those weekends. And I know, Renee, you, you've been kind of following what was going on. And for many people who are listening tonight, or rather you be a lover of the show or a hater of the show, I have a feeling we're going to have a little combination of probably both tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm going to open the uh, lines open tonight for callers. So if you, either side, you'd like to call in and voice your opinion on tonight's subject, you are more than welcome. Tonight's subject is going to be the paranormal field versus the occult field. First of all, can the two of them work together or should the two worlds stay apart? And, you know, this all kind of started over the past few days. Um, I had a person that I considered a friend, had her on the show many times. uh, And she's a psychic and a witch. And um, I was she was wanting to start a talent agency she was wanting to start you know get her feet wet in the paranormal world 
trying to start a new business where she would be a, a PR person, talent agent. And again, being in this field in the public eye for the last 15 years, uh, I've seen many come and many go. As we all know, anybody who's in the paranormal field, we don't charge. We just don't charge. We don't charge to help our, our clients. We don't. And the occult is, it's customary that they charge for their services, whether it be a curse or uh, the, I don't know. What else do they do, Renee? <laughs> um, they do they do readings, tarot. Oh, um, cleansings. <laughs> cleansings. House cleansings, all those. But they charge for all of those things. So, you know, I tried to be the friend that I am and tried to explain the paranormal field. Because, look, guys, all right, we know that we have usually at least 700,000 live listeners a night, if not more. So... I'm thinking that at least 95% have to be either in the paranormal world or interested in the paranormal, or you might be a hobbyist. You never know. But it's not like somebody who's just flipping through Spreaker or flipping through things. Like you, you have to be connected in the world of the paranormal to know about the show and know about how to find it. So I kind of, like I said, I kind of figure that uh, that's people who are listening. And so when I come across things uh, like this, I I want to get the paranormal fields and the listeners' opinions on this topic. And, you know, Renee, I invite you as well. And I'm not asking anybody, I'm not asking anybody to be on my side per se. I... I'm completely okay with agreeing to disagree. Always have been. Always will be. But when you personally attack me, you personally affect people I call friends. You disrespect me. It changes things a lot for me. Not so much wanting to help support this person and make the connections that they need to or what they want to do, give them advice, things like that. No, not so much anymore. So we're going to talk, I think, first about charging versus not charging uh, for private clients who are having activity. And I mean, it's it, to be honest, and Renee, you know that because, you know, you're on, on our team. Uh, we have never, ever charged for an investigation, nor will we ever. No. Uh, none, none of us are in it for fame or to make money because there really just is no money to be made in this field. <laughs> you know, even when we were, you know, offered – you know, to have, you know, a show following our team and so forth. But it that's mm. not what we're about. We're about helping people. You know, I've always said, unless I knew that we could have complete, you know, control, control uh, over so that we could guarantee that the real stuff would be put out there, I would never go on TV. I, yeah. You know, and again, I, I don't care about any of that. You know, no. I mean, the majority of, well, I won't even say the majority, but I would say at least say 75% of the people 
who are in the paranormal are made up of people who say have had paranormal experiences themselves. Uh, and once the show started coming out on TV, they thought, wow, like that's cool. That's like a way I could, could help because there was nobody really knew about paranormal investigating until it came out on TV. And then everybody's like, Oh wow, I could do that. And everybody just kind of went from there. They started out investigating places and they started getting private clients and, over the years, you just kind of learn by trial and error, and there you go. But it is almost, I would say, an unwritten law, because obviously there is no governing body of the paranormal. Uh, there is no accredited... Experts? There's no, no experts, experts at all. Sure as hell, no experts. That is number one. Oh my God, I can get me started on that one. <laughs> but there, you know, there is no accredited classes that you can take because they can give you a piece of paper that you've paid all this money for to take an online class to tell you that, okay, now you're, you've got this accredited certificate. And accredited to who? Because this field has no governing body. Like, that doesn't mean anything. That piece of paper, to me, makes me think that you're just trying to impress people with a piece of paper because it doesn't mean you know anything more than what I know. There's not a special school to go to. There's no test you have to take. <laughs> there should be. Now, I will say that. There yeah, should, should But, you know, look, years ago when we started the, the group, you know, we used to give free training to local teams. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people showed up, they wanted, they wanted to show up, they wanted to know, you know, they, they wanted to do things right. But now, like, there's just so many teams, and everybody thinks they know more than the other team. So, I trying, know how, to, I know how to do it, because I saw it on Ghost Adventures. And, oh, Lord, <laughs> I didn't on that either. Like, oh, jeez. You had it I had to do that. Yeah, I know. But it's just setting an example on what not to do to, to you know, get an education about the paranormal. <laughs> just, just saying. Well, you know, again, this is a, a field that started out that way. It started out a very small field that was literally just people who really wanted to help people who we're dealing with this kind of stuff. And again, as more people started coming out about their stories and experiences with spirits and things like that, we started to see those people start their own groups. And it was really like, it spread like wildfire. I mean, it was just crazy. It was just like, let me say for almost at least 15 years, like I've been investigating in the public eye. And before I was on another team, and really, you just you just kind of again, you just kind of learn trial by error and hope that the people that you're with knew what the hell they were doing. So you could kind of learn, too, because, you know, did I need any help as far as being able to communicate with spirits? No. Did I I knew how to do uh, cleansings and I knew how to do a lot of things, but I never really like used the equipment and things like that. So that's one thing I learned over the years was how to correctly use the equipment, things like that. So 
So my abilities, it all kind of meshed well. But again, it was a kind of an unwritten law that you didn't charge your clients. And it's always been that way. And that's why it, you know, when you get this big wildfire, you know, flood of all these people becoming paranormal investigators and teams are popping up everywhere and everybody's claiming, you know, like they might have, you know, 10 members and they each have been in the paranormal for a year. And I've literally seen teams like this go Mm -hmm. and make a banner and say they have 10 years experience. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's 10 years of each of, you know, one for each of you. That does not mean you have 10 years experience. Like that's false advertising. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there is no regulation in this, in this field. So anybody can be an investigator. You never know who you're really letting into your house. You have no idea what they're going to tell you. You have no idea if they're actually even going to be able to help you, but they go into it. At least those with true activity, they go into it wanting help. So you go in and you don't know what you're doing and you make it worse. Who's, whose fault is that? That's um, the investigator's fault. Um, and I would say the, the people, the household, because they didn't do enough research on trying to find the team, uh, their, their credentials and so forth. Because, um, I mean, there's a lot of people who claim that they're, you know, they're investigators and they've done it uh, for years, which they probably only got the idea from watching things on TV. And, and that considers them to be in, in the field. But uh, that's not how it really works. It takes a lot of education. It takes, um, you know, working with the right teams, you know, to we'll that, mentor. Yeah. You know, but the education it, comes from working with other teams and listening right. to advice and learning different techniques and things like that. Like that's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. you do. But that's not something that you have to go and pay to obtain. Right. You know, but it, again, the egos in this field are just crazy. <laughs> it's it's yeah. crazy. Like when we talk about a paranormal field, boy, we are a bunch of paranormal crazies for real. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we got. Oh, you know, like uh, for a while, it was just uh, people just being investigators and they, you know, uh, it became really big at that. So many people are psychic now and they, you know, they're all seem to be so-called experts in the field. And then they, that again. expert, and then, oh, and, then and then um, they, uh, you know, come across a darker case, so now it's demonic, and and now they're going to make themselves a, a demon demonologist because they handled a so-called demonic case. So, but then you find them leaving the home, leaving the house, and the householder with the really angry spirit that they just seem to provoked and pissed off. Right. So, <laughs> so. Well, you know, and you you talk about demonologists, and I mean that's it's part of kind of our our topic tonight as well now as you said we saw like you know the big influx of paranormal investigating and teams Mm -hmm. and and investigators and then we saw an influx of what and again look i've been working as a psychic on you know another team and then my own team that i founded 
for the last 15 years and been very open about what I did. And you want to talk about back in the day, getting a lot of shit about it, because if you had a psychic on your team back in that time, then you were immediately discredited. I mean, they just look so down on you. But as soon as Dead Files came out and they start, and then other right. things started, you know, showing psychics and how they could help in the cases and how the information they get along with the equipment and the history of the location all can fit together to make a better puzzle, you know, put together. Uh, and so then, like, I swear, and I've said this over and over and over on the show, like, it was like overnight. I was just seeing so many people that I knew, like changing their name on Facebook from, you know, say Marie Smith to now psychic Marie Smith uh, and psychic medium uh, Marie Smith. So (laughs) it was it was just kind of crazy. It just happened overnight. And then, you know, that kind of got played out. And then the next thing was everybody was a demonologist. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, like, first of all, to become a demonologist, don't you need to have to, like, go up against some actual demons? Because, again, if you go to a class online, that does not make you a freaking, you know, that's like, you know, uh, being learning to be a police officer and you just took online courses. And then when you get out there and feel like you're just supposed to know what to do. No, you're not going to have any clue. You know, that's not, well, it's two different things. You know, the that, job training. that's a very, that's a very good uh uh, point there, you know, for an example, to be an officer, you know, going out in the field, do you know how to use uh, your tools? Do you know how to use your, your sidearm? Do you know uh, how to do a report? Do you, you know the Absolutely. whole police report? Everything. Because being a paranormal investigator, does, even uh, a demonologist, takes a lot of research. Tons of research yeah. in actual cases. Uh, yes. There you go. Actual cases. You know, you could do anything, but it's like unless you have those actual cases under your under your belt, you know, it is hard. For, right. It's <laughs> it's hard for anyone to take anybody serious in this field who comes out as a demonologist. Now, again, whether you're a true demonologist or not, you know, um, and again, that's all on perception. But even the demonologist in this field. Because, again, it became a popular thing to be. And so they put online classes. And so people went on to take online classes so that they could, you know, be, uh, have a title and, you know, have a diploma. And, again, it means absolutely nothing. It means that you went and read a lot of stuff. Like, that doesn't mean that you know what the hell you're doing. You know, and that's a, a very strong point that a lot of that, you know, that they read up all this material, that's just nothing but head knowledge. But that head knowledge means nothing unless it's actually worked with out in the field with an actual case. And each case can be different. You know, you know you're dealing with one kind of demon, then all of a sudden you're dealing with a totally de- different kind of demon. But those are far in between compared to all the other uh, paranormal cases that we get. You know, rest are just angry spirits. Right. And well, okay, look, and even as many years as you've been investigating and investigating now with my team, Mm -hmm. uh, there has not been not one case. Now, mind you, we have had some pretty nasty cases over the years. Yeah. Uh, And we had even with the. Probably the closest that I really thought that was like 
just really, really bad stuff. Uh, even with that one, it was still, but yeah, I, I still, even with that, we were able to handle that. Like I've right. never in all these years and 15 years when actually, because I did it probably for 10 years before it was ever, you know, like a field, I didn't have any equipment. I just would know somebody who knew somebody who knew me and they'd say, Oh, like things are going bump in the night or things are falling off the shelves. Do you think you could go over and because they knew what I did, you know, they knew that I was psychic. So I would just go in and just see if I could pick up on any spirits that were in, in the house. And so again, it was kind of like paranormal investigating, but without any equipment or having to prove anything to anybody or have a whole team or anything. I just went in and did what I did and that was it. So um, again, it's really on the job training is how you, you learn. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have different categories in this field. We absolutely have, you know, the hobbyists who are interested in the paranormal. Maybe they kind of like to research what's going on. Uh, they don't do it all the time. They don't invest in a lot of equipment and put a lot of money into doing this because it's, not, it's just a once in a while thing. Mm -hmm. They usually stick to conferences and haunted locations and cemeteries uh, cemetery oh yes let's not forget the cemeteries nope. and the cemeteries and so that's usually where they kind of lie they're not really interested in learning <clears throat> about all that's involved in taking on a private case because it's right. it's very involved it's you know um i don't think most people realize how involved it is and you become in in the case itself right. so we got the hobbyists and, and that's where they're at. And then we've got the paranormal investigators that are usually new investigators, new teams uh, that are going to locations or have been going to locations maybe for a year or so. And now they, they're kind of tired of that. Like they actually, you know, want to have an actual client. And so they take on a client. Sometimes it works out really good. <clears throat> Sometimes it works out really, really bad. And you, you never know because you never know, you know, where the team learned from. Right. They went on and they learned from ghost adventures. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to, you know, have them in there provoking mm -hmm. your, your spirits in there. And then uh, there's also a lot of teams that go out there that are just paranormal investigators. They want to take on private clients, but yet all they do is validate activity. So they just come in with their team. They just put their equipment up. And if they capture anything, they just like ghost hunters used to be, they'll say, oh yeah, well we have, you know, we have this to show evidence to show that you've got activity, but they do not know how to cleanse. <clears throat> they do not know how to cross spirits over. They cannot help you any further than validation. Yep. So those those are the lower tier of paranormal investigating. Then you have the paranormal investigators again have been in the field maybe a year, two, three years. They're at this point taking on private clients and they're still new to the field. They there's still a lot of things that they'll probably encounter that they're not sure about. They might have had lots of cases that they were very successful for, in, but they also may have cases that weren't so successful and maybe they needed to bring somebody else in or something like that. But again, nobody ever charged. Right. 
Right. And, you know, what, you know, when it comes to being a, a paranormal investigator, some of the teams that, you know, that we know that are pretty legit, that's why they add on, you know, you know, paranormal research. They always kind of add that in there because we're not just investigating, but we're researching its background, the, the, the land, the home, the people that live there, if there's, you know, and, uh, and just kind of working out scientifically and, and, and whatnot. And of course, what, you know, what you would pick up uh, psychically as well. So we put all this stuff together and, and of course, it being a research thing, we're still learning because there's always something different about each individual case. All right. And we're using, you know, we're trying out different techniques and different mm-hmm. equipment and things right. like that. I mean, that that is the research part of the the group. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's still I mean, I, I guess. Could I make up a class? Yeah, I could probably make up some classes to, you know, teach new investigators the right way to protect and the right way to do things. But again, this really is just a field that you have to just kind of just learn as you go or really work together and make friends with other people in the paranormal field so that when you run into something that maybe is a little bit more than you can deal with um, or uh, maybe you're not, you want to consult with somebody else or a psychic or whatever, you've got those people that you can, can call to. So you don't just leave your, client with no answers and no Mm -hmm. help uh and so again i take a lot of pride a lot of pride in what i do you know this is absolutely no kind of hobby for me i've been doing this for a very long time i have busted my ass to have a good, you know, reputation and be out there in the public eye to take on, you know, different topics, to educate people, you know, um, doing the shows, just to, it, helping people with through the group, just all the things we do, the sky watches that we do with for the public, just all the stuff, the giving back, everything that we do, that's what it's about. And you're not going to learn that in in a class. Right. And, you know, we've had in the past, uh, for the past few years, uh, have, uh, you know, had, you know, uh, a free, you know, class when we invited um, the public to go to a specific uh, uh, cemetery even. And we sat around and we talked all about our equipment and talk about our abilities. Um, each person has a, a different feel, whether they're they're sensitive or they have some other psychic abilities. And of course, we talk about the equipment, the EVPs. And then we actually show them how to, the equipment actually works. And then we go around uh, the cemetery to to see what we pick up. Each one gets it, you know, get what they're what it feels like. And then we come back together and and find out what we found out about, you know our journeys there inside the cemetery. So this shows how this educational work uh, works, you know, the way we do it with uh, people. And I know many other uh, uh, paranormal teams do the same thing because they want people to understand what it takes it to deal with the paranormal and to understand it. 
But, you know, I've seen it decrease over the last few years. I mean, before everybody was trying to do YouTube videos on Paranormal Investigating 101 and how to use equipment correctly, how to do all this different stuff. And then it just seemed like everybody just stopped because everybody like had their own damn opinions on how to do things that nobody could agree. People wanted to, you know, then they said, okay, if you're going to, you're not on a television show, but you're going to put your, you're going to be investigating you. I mean, see, it's all these unwritten rules. I'm telling you that people just make up and it just sticks. So they say, if you're going to be an an investigator or a team that's going to be taken seriously in this field, then you need to post all your evidence and videotape everything and blah, 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 blah. Well, for what? Yes. Like, no. Whose validation do you need? I mean, either you're going to be able to help them or you're not. And the thing is, is as soon as you put uh, evidence up, even in the paranormal field, you're going to have half the people that are going to say, oh, my God, that's amazing evidence. And the other half is going to say, oh, I've got an explanation, an actual, you know, like a natural explanation for this. Are they so, all just saying one word fake? Oh, oh well, I'm sorry. Three, <laughs> three different things that they could come up with. Or they could just say that you're a fake and completely just trashy bash you and throw you out. Like this, this field, the one thing I've learned over the years is not for the weak. Yeah. You got to have thick skin on this one. You, oh man, you got to be like a freaking alligator, you know, or armadillo. Wow, you said alligator. Wow. That's the only, well, I wouldn't mind. No, I don't even wouldn't want alligator <laughs> on me, period. But I was going to say there's scales on me, but that's, no, that's too much. <laughs> Oh, see, I just I completely just fried my brain. Just it's just mentioning a damn alligator. Now I can't get it out of my mind. That is horrible. But you're okay. You're okay. Like deep breath. Deep breath. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's go back a little bit because we, when we were talking about you know demonologist possessions, exorcisms, things like that. Now. I will say I know Bill Bean and I do know um, Jeff Leeper and I know them both personally and they do deliverances. But again, you know, um, the in the occult world, they have demonologists or people who claim to be demonologists. Uh, they have they do exorcisms. They have spells they have potions they have herbs and you know jewelry all all kinds of things you know um some of them you know do certain sacrifices i mean there's just there's all kinds of stuff that's gone into it from various cultures for centuries yeah right right but and with that field it's a little bit different you know it's very it's a very dark part of the field and I do believe that there is a place for it I think that in the occult world that is probably where you will find maybe an actual demonologist or something because they're people who really deal with this are not worried about being recognized or noticed or being made famous they really usually kind of stick to the shadows and the people they're supposed to help are brought to them. So I do feel that they can work together. But 
what's your opinion on like how often do you really think you it would be necessary for either a demonologist you know for an exorcism or whatever um in this field just the cases that we've had you know we've had some you know you know some some crazy cases that 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 you mentioned earlier but nothing that required a demonologist you know didn't didn't even have to involve a priest or whatever or anything like that at all um you know because those kind of cases are 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 rare you know so because thanks thanks to uh television you know someone gets a scratch and er- and everything's always it's always demonic but you know <laughs> and you know, I beg to differ with that because there are other spirits that are just trying to get your attention that or you just happen to piss Absolutely. one off. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like we have see, we have had so many cases of, of so many different types of spirits. And again, human spirits. I'm not even talking, you know, some kind of negative entity. And we've had a few of those cases as well. Um, you know, I've been attacked. I mean, there's been all kinds of crazy things that have happened, you know, while investigating. Mm-hmm. But again, it's never required me to go to a demonologist. And then at that point, because the occult world does charge for their services and for the things that they use. See, we, I, I'm not good. I'm going to admit, like, we are kind of dumb because they, if people always think that they're going to get into this and it's going to be fun and, and it's going to be all, you know, uh, plain and having a good time and getting scared until something really, really, you really get uh, faced with something that really scares the hell out of you. And then a lot of people take off but, and then they don't, they don't ever but, come back. The, <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole scared thing, you know, that everybody seems to be pump up, even on television, they pump up this whole scare factor. You know, what was that? You know, or they find themselves running. It that is one of the rarest things. I've never had to run from a spirit. You know, of any of the cases that we've done, and it's you know, knowing you and me, if somebody's running from a spirit, we're running toward toward it, <laughs> where the action is. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, and again, we make the wrong decisions sometimes too. When I was in Oregon, look, you know. Whatever was in the basement told me the night before, don't go in there. And Christine always wants to go against the grain. And I went down there and I paid for it dearly. But I'll tell you, I won't be doing that anymore. I I will be listening, you know. And again, do I think that, you know, like a demonologist would need to be brought out for something like that? No, you know, and, and, okay, even say in a case like the Oregon case. Mm-hmm. And felt like, okay, we need a demonologist to be part of this. First of all, am I going to want to find what is probably a real demonologist in the occult field and pay them all kinds of money to come and get rid of it? Or do I go with a demonologist that is in the paranormal field? helping that's for free but we really have no idea if they've ever even had any real cases of true demonic possession or or demonic activity so you kind of have to take your way i guess your your choices Mm -hmm. but in this field 
you know, I mean, if it just means a, a lot of times teams get cases that and they're they follow these clients helping them for a year, two years. I mean, sometimes it's not so easy to get rid of stuff and it takes a while. You got to really, you know, figure out what, you, you know, what you haven't tried, what you need to do and, and keep trying to, to help the client. But the paranormal field, again, since we have this unwritten rule that we do not charge, we do this to help people right. who are in need. And that brought, and that's going to kind of bring us to, again, a little bit more of the, the backstory of what created all of this. And then we're going to go for a quick break and then we are going to be uh, opening up the lines and uh, for those who want to call tonight, you are welcome to. Let me I'll get the phone number to everybody before we go to break or when we come back. So, um, again, I, I had a friend and she is a psychic and a witch in the dark occult. Uh, I've had her on the show. And again, she wanted to get into the paranormal and, you know, try to make some stars out of people and get into the uh, conference circle and, you know, she was going to be the agent. So she was going to, you know, charge all these big prices and first class accommodations and flights and everything. And I kept trying to tell her like, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you know, like this field is not where you make money, especially doing that made plenty of tried, um, you know, in the cult field, that would probably be, maybe a better a better venue or a better feel to to do something like that or to promote you know I don't but I don't know if the cult world has conferences and stuff like the paranormal does I don't know I mean again they I think that they could mesh in certain things but as investigators one of the things that we know is that not everything is dark not everything is bad that happens in the paranormal a lot of times it's humans uh, spirits that are that didn't cross over that are st stuck there for whatever reason or attached to the person for whatever reason or are mad for whatever reason if they were you know a horrible person or a serial killer in life and they didn't cross over in death they're the same way until they cross over so you know it, it, you, we've heard cases of uh you know the spirit that that would only uh, attack the women you know, because he had a problem with women and, and, you know, all the guys were fine, but, you know, the women are the ones that getting scratched or getting uh, hair pulled and, and whatnot and, you know, things like that. So we like each of these cases are so different. And and when something like that happens, you can't use uh, the D word <laughs> to say, you know, Right off the bat, and especially in front of your clients, too. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's demonic. No, no, don't, don't, don't say that. You got a demon in your, in your, in your home. Yeah, you just got to refrain from using that from the get-go from, from in front of your, your clients. Um, because we need to have the exact evidence before we proclaim that oh this is something a little stronger than than we than we expected then that's when we start looking at our other options you know but we don't leave the we don't leave the client hanging that's that's the other thing yeah well you know 
again, I, I could see where it could mesh and maybe work together, the mm-hmm. two fields. But I think that the wedge in between is the charging people. Yeah. And those two, at least not anytime soon, are never going to mesh well. And so the, this friend of mine, she had signed on a demonologist. Now, I will say that, you know, I've spoke to him personally, and I do believe he's the real deal. I mean, his heritage, just what he does, this is, mm-hmm. again, it's his life. It's not a hobby. Uh, he is into the occult. It, it, I'm going to actually have him on the show uh, the beginning of the year so we can, you know, talk to him. But uh, she decided to, she was going to have him as a, a client and market him out. And so, of course, she put out that a thing about him and uh, it, how, you know, and she was telling people how much he was, you know, would charge and, you know, this person lives in Idaho. And so anytime that a case popped up, she felt like he was going to need to be put into the investigation. Now, first of all, the paranormal field, assumed, people in the paranormal that she had added over time saw this. And of course, I tried to warn her, but again, demonologists in this field have such a bad rap, you know, like a bad name that mm-hmm. it's like, when people, everybody says they're a psychic, you're like, all right, whatever. Like <laughs> when I see some real proof of that over the years, then maybe I'll, I'll believe that. But otherwise, you know, today everybody's a psychic. Uh, so it, it was one of those things that it, they started kind of saying, well, you know, how can you prove that he's a real, you know, demonologist? And, you know, she was saying, well, you know, he is the real deal and I'm waiting for, testimonials from, you know, clients that he's had and, and things like that. And because she got flack over the topic, she decided to go on a rant on Facebook about the paranormal field in general and investigators in it. And the first thing that she came up with was that, you know, she didn't agree with paranormal investigators in the paranormal field and blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't need to prove anything. And she's got the real deal and everybody doesn't know what they're doing and everything is dark and dangerous and people should be out of there, out of there because they're hobbyists and they're not professional and all these kind of things. And she said that anybody from that point on that in the paranormal field that disagreed with her on him, she was going to put a curse on them. And I saw that and I was like, oh, man, 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 man. And I had a few people who messaged me and they're like, what in the world did she just say? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, no. So I decided to go and comment back. And when I commented back, we got into this heated debate. And it led to her stating that the people in the paranormal field that did not charge were actually considered hobbyists. And definitely not professionals in their field, no matter how many years they had in this field. Because if you don't charge, then you are not a professional. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was sitting there biting my tongue, biting my tongue, biting my tongue. I was trying to explain. I was trying to tell her in private message. I was just trying to get it through her head, like, just shut up. Stop saying the stuff that you're saying. Like, you're threatening curses and stuff on people in the field you're wanting to work with. 
like stop so but she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't help herself nope. Nope. couldn't help herself one bit not one bit so she decided to take me on in a little debate and little <laughs> yes it, it could have been much much uh much worse i think i mean it started it started on her page but then like you know a lot of her friends and the cult started attacking me and she didn't say anything like it was just like she just wanted to be right so i was like okay yeah real good friend you are because first of all if you're a friend on my page and i put something up and it's like it's a debatable topic i am not going to let my friends bash each other on my page like that's not what it's about like i am all about agreeing to disagree again i was trying to just let her know that this is how the field is you know this is our calling this is what we do this is not a hobby to the a good majority of us uh, things like that and I took high, and I said, I took a lot of offense to her comments calling me, you know, a hobbyist and that I wasn't professional. And so on top of it, she wants to throw out, well, don't be mad at me. That's what the dictionary says and posts. She had to throw the dictionary in there. Yeah. Like, like I give a damn about the damn dictionary. I know what a professionalism, believe me, I am very professional when it comes to, you know, paranormal investigating and research and working in this field. So for anybody, you know, and, and the first thing is she's not even in this field. She's a psychic and she is, oh, she's not in the paranormal. She's just trying to insert herself just recently. And she's a psychic medium, but she's scared of investigating. She's scared of spirits, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I never knew a psychic. Because psychics, we deal with the spirit world all the time. I've right. never actually known a psychic that was scared of spirits. But hey, that's that's just me. But what do we got? About three minutes. So yeah, so I, I kind of took offense to it. So I put a post up, and so again, I didn't name this person, and you know, and I really went back and forth on if I was gonna call this person out by name but the more that I thought about it I thought no you know this would be just what they'd want you know for her to get some extra publicity so I'm not going to mention her by name I'm not even going to give her that much you know energy of mine but you know it spurred this rant that I put on Facebook about what had happened and of course I've got a lot of friends who are in the paranormal and they either commented on the post or they were private messaging me because they really didn't want to be like get into the drama, <laughs> but they were congratulating me, telling me, you know, that they had their support and they were hundred percent behind me and things like that. And again, I didn't need anybody to come and jump on the bandwagon and take this person on with me. I mean, I, I'm a big girl. I say what's on my mind. I don't care, you know, just, just the way it is. And so it made me think of tonight's show. And so decided that that's, you know, what we were going to talk about tonight. Now we are going to get ready to go to break here in just a minute. But again, we are going to open up the phone line. So if you are a paranormal investigator or you are on a team and uh, you're listening to the show tonight, 
we want to hear from you. We want you to call in and let us know, do you charge and do you think that the occult charging can mesh with our field? I mean, we don't charge because if we charge, sometimes a lot of people don't have money to pay. So what do we what do we do for those people? You know, so I want to hear your your opinions. I, I absolutely do. Maybe I'm completely wrong about all this. Who knows? We're going to see by the end of the night if I still feel the same way or if I feel a little different. Maybe maybe I can be convinced of why you need to charge your clients and have a demonologist on your team uh, full time to be a professional. I always mm-hmm. wanted to be a professional. <laughs> well, we have to. Well, you have to have a license and schooling and all that, and all of that is online. <laughs> is not good for anything. So I'm just not going to waste my time and let these dummies that want to go to these classes do it. I, do I, I graduate. Been, <laughs> you, you take an online quiz at the end of the at the end of the oh, course. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, if you want to call in, the number is area code 504-273-7379. We're opening them up now. Go ahead and call in during the break. If you call during the live show, please make sure you mute your mic once you are dropped into the call and make sure that your speakers on your computer are off, unmuted. All right, we will be right back with Paranormal Connections. Ah, I was gonna say we asked him to do one thing, and his ass is not paying attention. <laughs> no, no, I'm here. But why? why watch what y'all saying? Because y'all still being recorded.
everyone, and you're back. All right, everyone, welcome back to Paranormal Connections Radio Show. We are back with the second hour. We are taking your calls and we're talking about the paranormal versus the occult. Should we be charging? Should we be doing it for free? Do to mesh? Man, oh man, I want to hear some input. And so since you and I have been talking, Renee, we have Don calling in. Welcome, Don. Thanks so much for calling in. What, where Thank are you, you at on this debate? Well, where I'm at with this debate, throughout the times that I've been investigating, we have never, ever even thought about charging people for our work. And a cult or not a cult involving yourself in the paranormal, we are here for our clients. And I just really believe that there should not be any type of fees that we charge our clients to help them because we're there to conduct and investigations and help them because not all people can, like you were saying in your show, is not all people can afford to pay somebody to come out. So I feel as a true investigator that has studied vigorously and researched and read everything that they can on the paranormal and stuff, I feel it is our duty to reach out to those people that are in need and stuff. And as far as the occult, I mean, there's there's some good things that they could bring in. They could amplify energy and activity. Mm-hmm. But also there's the aspect of what, exactly are they allowing in to your right. investigation right that's a that's a very good point because somebody was uh saying the other day that if say a demonologist goes in thinking you know he's trusting the psychic that sends him in there that there's demonic activity there and he opens this portal you know to deal with this so-called demon and it's not a demon but let something in that could be even more dangerous i mean it's just you know, what are your thoughts on demonologists in general? Have as a team, how long? First of all, how long have you been investigating, and have you ever had to call in a demonologist, or maybe had a case that you couldn't handle yourself? Um, we have never had a case that we couldn't handle ourselves. We've always have a strong, firm religious belief, okay, and stuff, and we always fall upon that for when times do get hard. And we've never had to call upon a demonologist. And also, you know, I've, I've read books on demonology and stuff like that. I've got the encyclopedia of demonology and stuff. And what I use that for is understanding the different type of demons that could affect a person and how to spot and get that information about that kind of demon. Hmm, and, so, and I will not use any type of rituals or anything like that because it's against my beliefs and stuff. It's just our group, we have crucifixes, we have holy water, we have sage just in case if those things do come across 
And we take into consideration that, you know, the paranormal field is extremely dangerous. And we never know what we're going to come across. We never know what happened in those houses that we go into prior to the people that have owned it. There could have been a satanic occult that could have lived there or somebody could have refixed an abandoned house where cult members could have went in and performed rituals and stuff like that. Those things, sometimes we just don't know. So we take our precautions. You know, that's an interesting point, too, because even when we've went on some cases and um, we were not too... far from here that we had a a a case it it wasn't demonic but it was they were saying it was a you know a dark spirit but they're not sure what it was but it was extremely dark but when we did our research and we went uh uh there with our team you know the the land you know was was uh, was basically a battleground between settlers and the indians and so there were some angry spirits on both sides and so, so it had nothing to do with uh, any kind of demonic activity whatsoever. But it, it's just these angry spirits. And so, you know, you got this family in the middle of it all, um, too. So, it's it's just a you got to do a lot of research. You know, it takes a lot of study to understand what we're dealing with. And a lot of times, like you said, we just don't know until we actually start doing some research about it, about the land and so forth. And on, how long have you been investigating? I've been investigating for going on nine years and all my knowledge and stuff I got from a guy that has been doing it for 25 plus years. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, again, I I really think, I mean, you, I'm sure you would probably agree that, I mean, again, you can take online classes, you can watch television shows and none of this prepares you for some of the things that you encounter while you're investigating. And it's not for everyone like it's not a joke it's not a game yeah and that's how i feel too because you know i found that researching and everything like that a lot of the cases it's not the house that's haunted or anything like that it's the history of the land Mm -hmm. because before i go and do research on a property or a house and stuff to see right. if there's any type of death records or anything like that. Usually yes. it ends up being that there's no files of any deaths that has occurred inside of the house. And right. then you look at the history of the land, like where I live, I live right on the border of Fargo, North Dakota. This whole area was at one time ran by Native Americans and the the American Army and stuff, which were constantly fighting back and forth and also Native Americans fighting against each other over land, which there's a lot of deaths that occurred within this area. And I feel and believe that with a lot of these things, and along with any other investigation, is that if you carry a negative energy with you till your death, that negative energy will carry over with you into the spiritual world. Right. So it's a real big, huge debate on what's demonic and what's not, because a lot of people will say negative energy is demonic. 
which in case it could be a living uh, spirit of a person that was once living that oh, absolutely. carried the negative energy over. Yeah, I've said that. I've said that for years yeah. because I've encountered spirits that are 100% human spirits, but were some pretty nasty people and when they were living and since they didn't cross over and death they're still really nasty uh so i've seen them trip people i've seen them scratch people uh throw things off the off the shelves just all kinds of things but it's not demonic now have you you know personally ever had any demonic cases or any um i've i have there's one that is questionable, but I'm not going to say that it's demonic in nature because I know that because with my group, if something does happen and somebody does become possessed by a negative entity, mm-hmm. I got prayers of exorcism and stuff that I got because a lot of investigators know that the Vatican doesn't want anything to do with exorcisms and stuff because of the past and they won't really go into detail, but you can get prayers of exorcism to cast out negative energies and stuff. And I have had to do that a few times with my wife because she is a medium and anybody that's a medium or a psychic knows that when you have those abilities, you're like a beacon of light, and those spirits are like moths, right. and they get attracted to you. Oh, absolutely. And there's, been, there's been times where negative things have entered my wife, where she would end up duking in her mouth, spitting it at me, and I'd have to sit there and hold her down and demand whatever it is tell me what its name is and then cast out whatever it is. See, that's and crazy. I've, I've, come <laughs> I've never had a case like that. <laughs> I've had things happen like that. I've had things thrown at me. I've been pushed down, knocked down, scratched. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that just comes with the line of paranormal work. <laughs> it absolutely does. Now, I mean, like, what is your thought when you're, you know, somebody who's in the cult world is who's trying to enter the paranormal field is stating that, you know, if you're not charging as a team or as an investigator for, you know, cleansings and your, your investigations and things like that, that you are basically a hobbyist and definitely not a professional in this field because, well, first of all, we know there are no experts, but you're not even a professional in this field because only professionals get paid according to the dictionary. Well, well, let's just throw that dictionary off to the side here for a minute. (laughs) You know, there is, to me, in the paranormal field, there is no such thing as a professional in the paranormal field because we are constantly, constantly learning new things every time we go out. 
Well, I think that we we look at professional as more as how we conduct ourselves more so than as a title of knowing more than somebody else. I mean, that's why I hate the word when people say, you know, that the, they're a paranormal expert. I'm like, bull, you know, we, we learn something new all the time. So and there's you know, this isn't even a scientific based, you know, phenomena. So we can't. It, how can we say anybody's an expert in something we don't even we barely understand still even after all this time so I think that you know many of us uh, that have been in the field for a long time you know again it is completely about our clients helping them uh, we conduct ourselves professional now I do know that there are some some teams out there that it's kind of crazy they're you know drinking before they investigate or they're you know using Ouija boards that they don't understand how to open and close them correctly, you know, just some reckless, you know, stuff. But for the most part, I would say that, you know, the people out there do conduct themselves very professional in this field. They take it serious. It's not just a hobby to them. Uh, and yeah, we go exactly. out there the best that we can to help the clients. And hopefully if you've been in the field long enough, you've met some people so that if it is something outside you know, what you can handle or what you, you're knowledgeable in, you have someone to, rep, you know, help you or whatever. But again, I've never heard of anybody, you know, charging. I mean, how do you feel, you know, bringing the cult in and they want to charge our clients? Um, I think that is just completely wrong to even consider charging our clients and stuff and the occult and stuff like that you know combining the occult with the paranormal i mean we are two different groups of people i believe at least because the occult they're good at conjuring up and bringing forth things from a spiritual realm and stuff which us as paranormal investigators we are trying to conduct these investigations in a scientific manner to try to get the correct documentation to go along with what our clients are telling us and stuff. And I just really don't believe that the occult should be involved with the field of paranormal research because I feel it's an insult to us as investigators that has spent the years of investigating, years of reading, years of learning as we go. And also not only that, the money that we work hard for to get the equipment that we use and stuff. I mean, it's all about our clients and that's that's just I don't know that's just the way I feel about it. <laughs> well, I think that you know their thought process is that you know they help the clients the same way, and if they really need the help, then they should have to pay for it. But again, I think that a good part of the field is able to take on, I would say, the majority of their cases by themselves if they are experienced enough. Yeah. yeah. Now, what would you what would you do if you got a okay? I'm sorry. What would you do if you got a a client who was uh, 
say, practicing witch or, you know, um, or their family thought they might have a curse or uh, something like that was going on. Would you, I mean, you of having, you know, Christian beliefs, how would you be able to, you know, help that type of a client? Or would you try to reach out to somebody who they would have a better fit for them? Well, I would actually still consider and taking that, that client because, you know, to me and my investigation group, clients are our clients. They wouldn't have reached out for us unless if they wanted answers. See, we don't, we, my group, we don't sit there and look at people and what their belief system is and discard them and turn them away because of their belief system and stuff. We accept all people's beliefs and we treat them as if we would want to be treated with respect and then we would go forth into the investigation and try to focus only on what their claims are at that moment of what they're telling us to see if we can actually find anything that is paranormal. And then from there, see what they want us to do if they want us to cleanse and purify the place because there's also the Native American backgrounds that I have as well that I use. Well, it's interesting where I'm getting some some private messages in and, you know, a lot of people, again, it's saying, you know, we're listening in. We support you 100 percent. We feel like we're supposed to be helping uh, people in this field. It's not what it's not a hobby. It's what we were born to do. And it's similar to what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. you know, for some of us, rather, we grew up with paranormal activity around us or. We have a big, you know, a huge interest in helping people that are dealing with this. Um, Boris, I mean, this, I think anybody getting into this field realizes, you know, really quick that you're not going to make any money out of this field. You're probably going to spend more money than you're going to make. Exactly. <laughs> with the equipment itself. <laughs> you know, the just trying to get the, the travel. The travel, yeah. right. Well, I think the last piece of equipment, I threw down $150, and I only have an $11 an hour job. <laughs> right, right. You know, and when, you know, we get the supplies, you know, of whatever it is that we need, you know, to do the cleansings or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. we're going to do. And, you know, they get the aftercare and, you know, I don't know. It's so you, you're saying you just don't see the two fields meshing at all. I really honestly don't. I mean, yeah, there is some benefits to it. But then again, that's like we were saying before, we don't know what exactly they're going to bring in. I, speaking on behalf of our group, I would not allow any occult to join in on any of our investigations and assist with any of our clients. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, that's a, sorry, that's, you know, an honest opinion. Uh, Lori from Facebook is, she says that the occult and the paranormal do not mesh. 100%. That's that's what she's saying. She's, that's her opinion, 100%. And that's how she feels about it. Lori, thank you so much for uh, sending that. And I know Lynn, who's one of our longtime listeners, 
you know, she was uh, saying the same thing on on the uh, post today. And, and she's been, you know, vocal as well on some of the posts of, about this. And again, really all of the interaction and responses that I got on all of the posts were really what we're saying as well is that, you know, this field is about helping people. It's not about making money. So if, if for you, it's about making money, then maybe the occult field for those people who want to charge in the occult field, because again, I know a lot of people who are in the occult field and they don't charge for I've had to go to them before and I've never been charged. My clients have never been charged. You know, uh, if that's what they're looking for, I mean, I know people, but again, to, to be charged this exorbitant amount of money, you know, um, this woman I was talking about, you know, she was saying that some people in the occult, you know, charge in the upwards of thousands of dollars for what they do. And I'm like, who has thousands of dollars to get rid of a demon? You know, I'm going to have yeah. to, I'm going to have to do the, the bargain one and I'm going to have yeah. to go with the free teams <laughs> that say they can get yeah. rid of it and take I, my chances. I just, I'm just putting my head down right now after what you just said, because, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, these groups that are charging people money, because we know that there's paranormal investigators or claim to be paranormal investigators that are out there charging people $50, $100 to do an investigation and then come up not being able to find anything because, you know, documenting evidence is not a promised thing in the paranormal field. And so right. and or they just make some shit up so that it scares the hell out of the, the client. Yeah, which leads to the money part of them taking this money and also setting up and creating a hoax and also giving false presentation of anything that could be documented as paranormal or like uh what you mentioned too you never know what they'll be bringing in themselves you know if they have an attachment of their own then they bring it into the home that's already infected with the paranormal uh, activity could also conjure up things uh so it's just a lot to consider when you want to bring in a team and who do you have on your team that will be able to work with uh, the clients without causing any more uh, infestation of, of, of some of the activity that's going on? Well, I'll exactly. tell you, if I was a client and I was paying, you know, money for a team, they better give me results because I'd want my money back <laughs> if you, it, it, you it, can help. You know, because like our team, when we go – on on these investigations we we not only invest investigate but we also uh you know educate with the uh, the clients we also uh you know as well as the cleansing we also have the aftercare making sure that they are still okay you know and keeping in contact with them making sure that it is done so that's how thorough our team is when it comes to making sure that it's completely cleared. Um, and, and like I said, also with the aftercare and education and, uh, you know, the do's and don'ts kind of thing, you know, whatever you do, don't open it again kind of thing. So, (laughs) so, you know, so it's, it's important, you know, to learn all these things. And, and of course we don't take advantage of our clients, you know, you know, hey, you know, now, now, you know, pay up after we're done. No, this, this is 
how we give our greatest care to uh, giving back to the people. You know, yeah, we do a lot of research outside of the normal uh, uh, investigations and stuff, but we also want to be able to give back to them, making sure that their well-being is secured. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Christina, she knows the name of our paranormal group and everything. And with a lot of what we've been talking about, does have a lot to conduct and go into the name of the group that that I run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, is, which is the Spirit Road Paranormal Society. And the reason why I came up with that is that when we get into the field, we are all on a spiritual journey mm-hmm. and that the spiritual journey, we're being guided down this road and stuff. And that's the spiritual road of our journey, crossing over and helping out those in the spirit world and in this world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that's, what we like to do when we uh, when we help these people to you know have that their spirits cross over and and to do the complete cleansing but also before we as we arrive we want to go in with respect of both sides the householder the, the client and and the spirits because we want to be able to be communicate with them to make them feel comfortable enough to trust us that we're there to help them yeah. Yep. And my first big first client I will never forget is that we helped a spirit cross over. Mm-hmm. And before there is this 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 thickness, this heaviness that mm-hmm. only a paranormal investigator could really feel and this deep, thick, solid energy tingling sensation around you and it was like well this thing is not happy it needs to leave and then when we did our setup and everything we had a meter down and everything and when I asked whatever it was to cross over and realizing at that moment there is this energy burst inside of the client's house and i'm sitting there i'm looking at the meter and all the lights just flare up and then went down and directly after that i had this feeling and emotion of where i just started crying and everything because the thickness and the heaviness was gone and it's like I looked around and with the tear coming from my eye I look over at our client and she's sitting there and she's crying because she could feel the energy shift Mm -hmm. from heavy to extremely light to absolutely no feeling at all of any type of negative energies within her house wow wow you know that sounds that's you know it's kind of like uh, you know the the spirit that's been trapped down you know in on the property and then finally been released and it 
that's a way of uh, it's thanking you and feeling the emotion that's being free. So that's more like a tear, uh, tears of joy kind of thing. Um, yeah. And you had that effect from it. You know, whoever was around it, who also felt it. Yeah. Which, you know, I've, I've become extremely sensitive ever since I started into this field. And, you know, there's some, there's some things that we can be happy about as investigators is as in feeling that happiness of helping out people, which with charging people, it's kind of like a dead feeling. You really don't get that feeling if you're charging people money and helping them out and stuff like that, you know, it's just kind of like a dead feeling. Yeah. Well, I know for me, I mean, I grew up with paranormal activity around me. <clears throat> I didn't, there was nobody out there that was teaching, you know, young psychic kids that, you know, the, these were abilities. We had no idea what was going on. So growing up, having to just try to figure the paranormal world out on our own, and now we're, you know, part of a field, it, for many of us, it's like our way to give back. It's the way to help yeah. people when we couldn't get any help or we didn't know any better or, you know, so now we can help other teams. We can help other clients, you know, things like that. So, again, to charge somebody for that, you know, I don't think that that makes them any more professional than the people who are doing it for free. Exactly. And that's exactly how I feel about it, too, is because, you know, the per profession means, well, Okay, bring in the dictionary. I okay, mean, let's too. bring in the damn dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> bring in the damn, damn dictionary. Dictionaries. Means to get paid for what you do. And, you know, I'm no professional. I don't get paid. But I have enough knowledge to know what's good and what's bad within this field. And... I'd agree knowing with that. that I, yeah. yeah, knowing that I can sit there and help somebody out and rid of whatever it is that's there is what's going to be the payment for me and mm -hmm. make me feel good inside because that feeling of helping somebody out is what's money cannot touch that feeling. Well, like, what are your thoughts? You know, when you when you saw or when you heard that. Uh, you know, this, this witch was uh, threatening, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, she wants to have a talent agency, she wants to be a PR person, but yet she's going on rants talking about she's going to put curses on anybody in the paranormal that doesn't agree with her on this subject. And, like, who does that? Like, I mean, you, you haven't even stepped barely into the field and you're already, in, like, Threatening upsetting, people, <laughs> you know, like the whole field, oh, like they got uh, a grief, they're gonna get a curse. I made a comment on uh, the chat room and everything, and Mike saw it, and I was like, Well, I'm cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm definitely cursed. That's the case <laughs> after this show and okay. after my last ones, I got blocked, so I'm sure, uh, you know, and it's you always gotta love the people that they get mad and they don't just defriend you. 
so that they can usually still see, you know, your public post. They block you as if that's going to keep you from knowing what's going on. But they forget that we have mutual friends. So it's like I yeah. find out everything. So it doesn't really matter. So it's like they're probably listening. I'm surprised they didn't call in, but I thought that would have been kind of kind of funny. But, you know. Yeah, I, I know I might have pissed off a few people on your page and stuff like that with uh, some of the theories that I have and everything. But, you know, I always I, I know I pissed one person off particularly. I don't remember the name, but. <laughs> after she chewed me out for about a half hour i sat there and i just put down i'm just giving knowledge and helping spread the knowledge of paranormal research and so but yeah i'll admit there's people out there that's going to knock on us rip on us i mean tear us down try to debunk oh, yeah. everything that we do but you know what they don't have scientific proof to say how did this happen well, you can't explain it. I mean, there's people from NASA that, you know, can't explain paranormal activity because paranormal activity literally means scientifically unexplainable. Right. So how can somebody say that, you know, like you're in a, you're on an investigation. An example, we're on an investigation. I was using a thermal meter and I was getting a baseline temperature off of a headstone, showing people how this here works. And it was reading 38 degrees and then dropped down to negative 15 degrees and then shot back up to a regular 38. And the person that was with me was, he, he, he's all into science and everything like that. I looked at him and I'm like, well, can you explain that? And he's like, well, that's, could possibly just be a cold pocket that went in front or formed in front of your thermal meter. I'm like, okay, that's an extremely cold pocket to drop from like 38 degrees down to negative 15. And yeah, he's like, that's a, that's a really cold pocket. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, it could be, could be a malfunction with your device. I'm like, here, you check it over yourself and, stuff like that, hold it down, point it at the headstone, get a base temperature of that headstone right there and tell me what temperature it is. And he did. He's like 38 degrees. I'm like, all right, there you go. Automatically, it's working perfectly good again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, I love to bring skeptics out. We do too. <laughs> and show them, especially with the PSV7 spirit box that I got and just recently picked up an obvious. Obulus 3. And I've had my name come across that several times already on the Obulus. Christina's probably seen my posts on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> and so, but, you know, it's just. Renee likes all those like tech that. things and those apps. <laughs> Not me. I, I can't even barely keep the phone to work when it's with me. So, <laughs> apps don't yeah. work well with me. <laughs> Yeah, there's one app that I had that, you know, it's all right and stuff. And, you know, I just decided, I was just like, you know what? I don't know much about what these apps are. I don't know the process of what the person did to go through and make these and stuff. And it's just like, and then I'm looking at the apps itself 
and it says that it gets connection to the microphone on your phone and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, so this app is basically telling me that it can hear my voice. Mm-hmm. So with my voice, is it picking out words from the device where it can correspond with my questions? Mm. Uh, you know, and the technology that we have available now, a lot of, you know, the software teaches itself, you know, by listening to you and interacting yeah. with you. That's how your phone, your smartphone gets so smart when it comes to, to you. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, and also a lot of the paranormal apps, it'll show that it also uses your phone's GPS. Yeah. Also. So. I really discarded the paranormal apps and stuff, and that's why I picked up the Oculus 3 and stuff, something that actually has to be manipulated by an energy source to pick out the words to actually communicate and stuff. And it's just, there's there's skeptics out there that will debunk that as well. But, you know, it's just, well, that's a tool that can be used experimentally in the paranormal field of research. You know, that's a, that's all the part of the research we make. You know, that's why we have so many different other devices. So, you know, even running out at the same time, you know, one picks up something, you know, the other one doesn't. And, the, and of course, just like any other technology, you know, um, like even when radar was first invented, you know, it's not only picking up, you know, planes. It doesn't, you know, it also picks up uh, birds. Then it has false images that radar picks up. So just like the equipment that we have now, sometimes, uh, you know, we'll get those false uh, messages and stuff like that. So we have to take everything with a grain of salt. And it's always good that we have the multiple uh, equipment as well as using the the EVP recorders, you know, the K2s and, and other equipment um, to help out with it. And we scientifically, you know, rule certain things out. Um, so that's what's important about this research, that we can get the, you know, the best evidence we got. And, of course, we got old Christina with us. <laughs> To, to fix that without evidence. I'm just there to help the client. That's why I don't even. Yeah, the cat anything. with nine lives. <laughs> yeah, I know. The girl with final destination life. That you know, maybe I do need an occultist. I need an exorcism or something. <clears throat> Give me get rid of this bad luck. But I want to well, thank you for joining us tonight, calling in, and you know, putting your opinion in and. I want to, and I, I had a whole lot of comments that we didn't get to and questions from uh, from Twitter, but uh, I will say, John from Arizona, he said, if he wants, if she wants to curse all the people who don't agree with her, I hope she's got a lot of money that's going to cost her a lot for all the curses that she needs for this field. And that's very true because if they don't do their stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of curses you're gonna have to order. It's gonna that's gonna be a big bill. You are gonna need to charge for your services at that point just to be able to foot uh, that no. bill. Order on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're damned right. if we do, and we're damned if we don't. <laughs> that's true, but you know what? As crazy as this, you know, there, there, 
there's a lot of people uh, that are in this field that are doing it for the right reason. You know, I would say, you know, 99% of the teams that are out there do not charge, you know, all their money goes into helping other people. Uh, and again, it's not just uh, clients. We give back to our community. We're trying to help, you know, other teams. We're trying to mentor uh, them and get them on the right path so that they're doing it the right way and not making the mistakes and different There's things. There's also a lot of tricks that want to talk ish to you, wifey. That's yes. And yes. And there are so many that like mm-hmm. to just talk crap about me. I don't know what it is. See, everybody loves Renee. Like Renee is always on my side, right? But nobody hates Renee. It's always Christina that they hate. I'm the big bad wolf. So the big, beautiful, fabulous. (laughs) All right. Well, we have about three minutes left and we have actually two minutes left now. So I personally, when I do my shows, I end on time. Unlike Mr. Joe. Stop talking to Joe. You know what? I'm going to take up one of your minutes left and say to all the haters, Christina is the best. Wifey is amazing. To all of you people that are trying to, to demean and talk trash about her, she's absolutely amazing. She's a beautiful person. Screw you. She does she's she does what she does because she has a gift and she wants to share it, which is different from oh, so many of you fakes who are just trying to use people. Christina is awesome and amazing. Shut up, Joe. I see you, Joe. Y'all need to get on the YouTubes and the webcam. Screw you, Joe. I love you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Wifey. Oh, my gosh. Like, how could that yeah, not be any better you, to end you know. that way? Thank you so much, Don. I appreciate that. I appreciate your support. And everybody else, everybody who had, you know, commented on the post, everybody that sent private messages. <clears throat> sorry. Everybody who is sending direct messages through Twitter. Thank you. I'm sorry we didn't get to everything. Um, who knows what will happen over the next week? I may have to have another show. But uh, as right now thanks for tuning in we'll be back we've got frank zero coming up with the farm next so stick around and get showing some support all right you've been listening to paranormal connections radio show on the uprn talk radio network 107.7 out of new orleans and we'll see you next week have a great time good night good night yeah christina